Yo, welcome back to the Return to Play podcast. I'm the host, Stephen Navarra. We are at Return to Play Pod on Twitter, and that's the only social media we are updating. Maybe that'll change, but I doubt it. Uh, with me, as always, and recently only, Danny. How are you doing? Doing good, feeling good. Got the uh, got my dog on standby today. He's being usually I lock him out, but he's laying next to me, being a good little boy. So I'm sure uh, as soon as we're in the middle of a of a great segment, he'll start barking for some reason. But for right now, we're 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 doing good. Good. I am this weekend going to. Lance is coming down, and we're going to tear out some small trees and big weeds with his Jeep. See how that goes. See if anyone gets hurt from that. Uh, There's also a stupid carpenter bee nest in the base of a tree in my front yard, and I have filled it with the foam stuff twice now, and that has done virtually nothing. So I guess I'm going to just try to fill it with dirt. See if that does it. Um, and I might have to light it on fire with gasoline. But uh, that's pretty much it. We we def- this this Saturday as well though. Saturday is my one of my most cared about fantasy football drafts. So it's like definitely the start of my seasonal season, <laughs> and. Then we have ours on Monday of Labor Day weekend, and I really want to join like a um, a dynasty league, but I haven't. Not enough people out there wanted to join one with me last year, and this and that. So if anyone knows of a dynasty league, I'm looking to get into one. Um, I just did a uh, fantasy draft this weekend. This is a uh it's my my biggest money league but it's is definitely my least competitive league. It's with uh not, not stiff competition, but Yahoo Yahoo projected me to go 14 and 0, which means I'm I'm absolutely hosed. This is it's, <laughs> it's the it's literally the these guys are not they think they're good, but they are they are not fantasy football players. And uh my team gets so hurt. Like I can't. I, this is the only league I can't win in. It's unbelievable. Like I get, <laughs> I get depleted every year. It's wild. But Yahoo's projected me to go fourteen and zero. So that's uh, sounds like another missed playoff run. <laughs> uh, we'll stay up to date on how that's going, and we can count how many injuries you have to suffer through. Let's get into the injury news. Uh, week. Two of the NFL preseason out of a shorter three-week preseason and plenty of injuries to justify maybe a shorter preseason here. Um, I'm just going to skip to maybe the funny, funniest injury of the weekend is Graham Gano's concussion, uh, trying to be the hero and making a tackle on kickoff return in the preseason, and he pays the uh, cerebral price for it. Uh, preseason, you probably shouldn't be trying to make tackles as the bona fide starting kicker 
on the team. But what do I know? And now he's out for a week. Uh, not that he really needs the extra practice, but I just thought that was funny. And, and I guess on this note, uh, let's let's get out the only defensive guy we have on the board here, which is uh, Thibodeau, uh, who bought uh, Graham Gano's jersey number off of him to wear it for the Giants, and Graham Gano wanted a in return a fifty thousand dollar donation to uh, Puppy Charity. Uh, not not a uh, not the puppy best balls, but a charity for puppies. Uh, what do you got to say about uh, the Giants here? Yeah, yeah. The the Graham Gano thing kind of reminds me of the silver lining to this. You remember when uh, it was in the Hall of Fame game years ago? Sean Sweezum, the the Steelers kicker, great kicker, incredibly accurate. Uh, tore his ACL mm-hmm. in the Hall of Fame game. Similar situation, trying to make a tackle on a kickoff. Which sucked ass, obviously. And then you remember they had to sign a uh, uh, Josh Scobie. Remember how bad of a disaster that was? The dude from the Jaguars came in and like was like O for forty seven. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, well, but but that that mishap eventually after they moved on from Scobie, that's what led to Chris Boswell. So who knows? Maybe uh, maybe Graham Gano. Yeah, he's, maybe maybe he's too concussed and to to ever play again, and the and the Giants <laughs> get a get an All Pro kicker out of it. But no, actually, Boswell's never going to win an All Pro because that bastard Justin Tucker. But uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, to Tibbs, yeah, definitely dodged a bullet. I uh, it's funny. I was uh, have a couple of buddies in a group chat. We were talking about it, and uh, I was looking at the replays, and I said, "Well, he said it looks looks more like MCL to me than than ACL," and then he they he comes out of the tent right away and he was on the sideline kind of joking around i'm like yeah i said yeah he's fine probably just minor mcl sprain he'll be back week one and then i'm like then the news comes out today i'm like fuck why didn't i why didn't i tweet that i didn't i, I should have <laughs> tweeted it from the account gave us a little credibility but we, we know what pod. we know what we're we know what we're doing at return to play pod we're just uh we're not good at the social media game we're not we're not good at the whole promoting ourselves part yeah we're we're mostly just doing this as a hobby and we're not putting our best foot forward in trying to make money <laughs> or, or just become popular. <laughs> uh, maybe that'll figure itself out eventually. Who knows? There's stupid or shittier podcasts with like no effort put into it that have uh, gained a fan base. So uh, we'll just keep plugging away over here. You, you, for four other friends out there, keep listening for us and uh, maybe somebody share, share the links, share the links to the pod, people. Um, don't put it all on us. Let's keep going to quarterback here, Matt Stafford, back at practice, apparently looking very good, uh, back to normal as reported. And he said, functionally, I can do everything. Uh, which means to me it's painful because if you're saying something like that, that means there's still an issue. It's just, yeah, I can throw the quarter, uh, the football at an NFL quarterback level, but uh, is it painful? Is it is it nagging? Probably, especially tendonitis does not go away, like we've said several times before. I foresee this being a long-term issue throughout the season. 
they're they're obviously going to say he's fine each week or just like leave him as questionable each week on the injury report. But I think it's just going to be a crapshoot what Matthew Stafford you get each Sunday. So he's going to be very volatile, I think. Uh, and then when we were do when I was doing puppies throughout this news, his ADP was, you know, a volatile stock. His, his ADP plummeted when he sat out for that one week. Now he came back and his uh, draft stock went right back up to where it was beforehand. So people are just playing the acute news, not looking at the long-term uh, outcome. I would avoid Matt Stafford in my seasonal uh, leagues for sure this year. But I think all of their skill players are in play. What do you got for the Rams here? Yeah, I'm just waving a little yellow caution flag for the for their whole offense, basically. Um, I'm certainly not going to reach on anybody. Obviously, Cup and Allen Robinson and you know Cam Akers are going to get some level of production, regardless of what happens with Stafford. But I'm certainly devaluing everybody a little bit. So if I if I get them at a good if I get them below ADP, then yeah, I'll take them. But I'm not uh not gonna reach for anybody on that offense. Um, the backup, John Wolford, who's looked decent in in limited opportunities, but relatively unknown. Um, I'm not sure what the uh what the offense would look like with him if Stafford <laughs> does miss some time. So. So I'm waving a little, little yellow flag, not not exactly a red flag, but I'm definitely wary of it. Those, I mean, they could have kept Duck Hodges. And I, and I, he's probably better than Matt Stafford, anyway. That's a, that's a guaranteed <laughs> run it back for the Super Bowl. No, those those, <laughs> those Duck days were fun though. Yeah, those three weeks were a fucking blast, and he got the Sunday Night Football spotlight interview. It was great. <laughs> uh, moving on to the Panthers. Baker Mayfield named the number one week one starter, obviously against, you know, the Browns, even if uh, I think even if it was close between Baker and Sam Darnold, which I don't think it is. I think Baker, from what I've read, showed a level above Sam Darnold at camp and he's new to that offense where Sam Darnold had known it. So there should be no excuse for Sam Darnold. Uh, Matt Corral, though, the third-string guy drafted uh, this year. Liz Frank injury, they're going to just shut him down for the entire year. He can just, you know, learn the play calling, learn the game for a year. Probably good news for a guy like Matt Corral to to just take a year where he's probably not going to play anyway, but now he doesn't have to worry about maybe going in, and he can kind of take a different approach to studying uh, the game. So yeah, Baker Baker versus Browns. That game's gonna be a shit show. Uh, don't know what to make of that game yet because the Panthers looked like uh, stink there in the preseason so far, and the Browns also look like stink. But uh, who knows? Crapshoot. Uh, anything about the Panthers, or should we move on? Just, uh, I think definitely tough for Matt Corral. Really love the kid. Really wanted Pittsburgh to get him. Um, I think he'll be a good, good quarterback down the road. So tough, tough for him. But I think that solidifies what that does is it solidifies Darnold's spot on the roster. Uh, if the Panthers, 
I think if with a healthy corral, they're going to probably try to deal him or cut him or get rid of him somehow, if, rolling with Baker. I mean, Darnold certainly has, uh, he's run out of his chances. But if the Panthers think they have any chance of winning, they're going to have to keep Darnold now in case anything does happen to Baker. But yes. tough, tough look for the kid, but he'll be he'll be back. Big things in the future for Matt Corral. He'll be back 100% next year. Yeah, and uh, back 100% this year, Jameis Winston. He's back at practice uh, after taking, I believe, 12 days off, roughly. Two two weeks, hasn't played in anything yet, but he is definitely going to be playing in this last preseason game. So look out for for Jameis uh, in that. That's going to be an important game to watch, I think, to see how – how they're clicking, if they're in rhythm at all or not. Uh, I think Jameis is going to be uh, a fine quarterback for um, if you're kind of punting on quarterback for fantasy. I think Jameis Winston is like a key target guy to take in a later round. Uh, if you're not going to take one of those top top five potential guys. Uh, and then just to move down to the other end of the Saints is Michael Thomas has a quote little bit of a hamstring issue uh I think this is completely normal I know some some might have said uh, oh he's hurt you know right away again you know how is this guy gonna stay healthy the guy's a wide receiver hasn't um probably done this type of explosive work in a while uh, at least not, you know, with the pads on and and a defender right against to against him too, giving him pops and like seven on seven stuff like that. So I think the soft tissue things for Michael Thomas is completely normal right now, as long as he's um, back to full go. You know, within a week, that means these are just little protrudences in uh, a recovery a after a long break from football. Uh, anything on the Saints, or we'll, we'll roll into running backs? I have no clue what to expect from the Saints offense this year. Obviously, Jameis is going to sling it around and not think twice. Um, but with them bringing in Jarvis Landry and drafting Olave, uh, I don't know what to expect from Michael Thomas. I just that The league I talked about at the top of the show, I, I have Michael Thomas in that league. I know that, that, I know that bastard's going to burn me again. Um, so the, I'm a, I'm a little bit weary of the hamstring thing. So especially with his history in recent years of injuries turning into much longer term injuries. So I'm a, I'm a little yellow flag with Michael Thomas and I don't even know, I don't know what his usage or his targets are even going to look like with this. I will say I'm definitely, uh, reaching on Kamara now. I'm, I'm going to try to get him above his ADP. Sounds like he's not going to be suspended this year. Um, yeah. So he's 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 dropping to the second round, sometimes even third round, a lot in a lot of drafts because of that potential suspension was why he was lower. Um, so yeah, I, I have quite a few puppies where I got uh, Kamara in the third round. It was yeah. He, he's definitely he's definitely back to that first round grade. So if you're picking late first, or if you're if 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 you if he drops to you in the second round, definitely definitely take Kamara. <laughs> and my my stupid brain with best ball, I was like, oh my god, I have like 
three three uh, lineups with Kamara as like my RB two, or you know my my first RB with all two great running backs to start or wide receivers, and then I remember that everybody else who's drafting in in you know in this lobby that's not in my draft, but the thousands of other you know tw- twelve team puppies out there. They also got Alvin Kamara in the same spot and have the same exact. So that's like when when I think about those things in terms of best ball, that's like, oh, those lineups have a real shot to get you to the playoffs. And then you still need some stupid, crazy shit to happen for you to propel you from getting to the playoffs to making like real money, uh, you know, 10xing your investment type of money. Um so it's it's literally buying lottery tickets, but they're the funnest lottery tickets I've ever bought. Way more fun than any scratch off. Uh, I love the best ball. Okay, that's that, <laughs> enough of that. Uh, I think the Saints are an excellent best ball team too. Which there's still like another three weeks left. They're they're going to release the puppy four here. So uh, gear up for that. That's kind of why I'm still talking about it players in terms of best ball because i know they're going to do puppy four and and such uh let's move on to running backs i couldn't find a whole lot of news on injured running backs you know the 49ers are still a mess uh everybody's getting a share of touches it's going to be running back by committee but i do like um trey sermon to i i think um come out with like you know, being a touchdown guy, being a third down guy, uh, stuff like that, having the most fantasy upside. Uh, but injury-wise, Miles Sanders still has that soreness in his hamstring, didn't play, you know, against the Browns on Sunday, but neither did um, Justin Hurts. So I don't understand why – am I correct? Justin Hurts didn't play? Uh I don't, I don't, I don't think anybody named Justin Hurts Hurts exists in the NFL. But Jalen, <laughs> I think you mixed up uh, uh, Justin Herbert and Jalen Hurts. Uh, well, that's why yeah, nothing I, came up on Google. That's hilarious. I have no idea. I haven't, I haven't seen anything about that game yet, other than a little uh, Twitter, uh, Twitter highlights. Well, uh, wife's a Browns fan, so I, I put it on for her, but also I wanted to watch it. But uh, no, I don't. I'm I'm looking right here. There's no like, there's no news of how he did. So yeah, he didn't play, and I because I definitely know he didn't start the game because I watched the first drive from each team, and it was um, what's his face from Jacksonville in the RV? Line. No. Uh, Gardner Minshew, you know, I, oh. Gardner Minshew started the game. <laughs> yeah. He started the game, and I'm like, what are the Eagles doing? Like, uh, Jalen Hurts isn't the uh, bona fide veteran. Like, he needs reps. <laughs> I, well, I don't played, know. He did, play, he did play the first game, and he got freaking smacked on that late hit on the sideline. Uh, Williams, I remember. I don't. I don't think he's. I don't think there's any injury news on him. I don't think he's actually. Oh, no, that's. What, I, I, I mean, Williams got fined for that hit. I didn't even realize that. You did, yeah, dude. Jalen. I. I don't even think they called it in the game. I don't. I don't remember if they called it or not. But Jalen Hurts was like, way out of bounds, and dude just uh, smacks him and freaking whiplash his head back. I was. I couldn't believe there wasn't like a giant brawl after that. 
No, I just, I just, the Eagles just sat their starters still, and I guess they're only going to go with with uh, week th- three here to play their starters. I mean, I don't and, necessarily. Which, I don't know. Jalen Hurts. They know reps. they're rolling with Jalen Hurts. They want to keep, especially a guy that t- takes a lot of contact. Yeah. I'm sure they keep him fresh. They probably want Minshew to go in and, and ball out a little bit. Maybe they can get a someone to reach on a trade for him or something. I don't know. Um. Well, either way, Miles My- Sanders, he'll be good as well for week one from what I- I've read. And I think he's uh, I think he's a guy that definitely needs the preseason rest. And, you know, uh, I think any injuries he has throughout the season, because he's the type of guy that will get injured uh, this year at some point, uh, I think the Eagles' best option is to um, take it slow with him. So again, best ball. I think he's great because I think he'll have some monster weeks, and then there will be some weeks where I think you know he's injured. They they rest him uh, seasonally. Seasonal league, uh, not so hot on Miles Sanders, but I am hot on the receiving core for uh, Philadelphia. And uh, Michael Vick just just signed off on Jalen Hurts. Believes he will thrive in. 2022 so michael vick gave gave him the blessing uh for what it's worth and and then isaiah spiller had a rolled ankle uh in in the preseason game here the other day so you know he's gonna be austin eckler's backup i think he has a lot of uh upside a lot of value He's a guy I would I would um, stash early because Eckler's just that kind of smaller back, elusive. But if he gets popped once or you know rolled up on, um, probably gonna end up in some sort of injury, uh, higher potential. So I like Isaiah Spiller to be a guy to um, to maybe see some time this year. Also, they should just know that. Austin Eckler's getting older as a running back, and yeah, he's still your premier running back. But you you should really lighten the workload on a guy like that who who took he was right around that three hundred touch mark uh, last year. So I think they should just give him reps, whether Eckler's hurt or not. Anything on the Chargers? Uh, I'm not huge on. I, I think if you have Eckler, Spiller's obviously a nice handcuff, but I wouldn't. <laughs> Uh, you know, Eckler's yeah. not a guy that has a super significant injury history. He doesn't get a lot of, a lot of, uh, he gets a lot of catches. I mean, his, his 276 touches last year, but he's never, never been a bell cow as far as carries. So I'm not, uh, I don't know. I don't, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not big on Isaiah Spiller unless you're taking him as a handcuff. I'm not, I'm, I'm always kind of weary of these, these big preseason, you know, names that, that end up going early in draft. Isaiah Pacheco is another one. I've seen a lot of people drafting him, which obviously, like, he has some potential there because Kansas City's backfield is more, uh, more uncertain. Committee, but, yeah, but yes, but um, but I'm I'm not too high on Isaiah Spiller unless he's your handcuff. Like I said, uh, Miles Sanders. I am big on Miles Sanders. I just don't understand this Philly offense is so weird. Like last year, even when he was healthy, it was just so. When when he got ten plus carries last year, the Eagles were five and one, and the production's always been there with Sanders. It's just been like I'll never forget that Dallas game last year. They just would not. They had three rushes all game of their running backs, other than Jalen Hurts, 
and it was like like Miles Sanders had two carries, and I'm sitting there watching the game, game like like what the hell? Like what? That was when he was healthy. That was early in the season, and it's like what? So the Phillies offense was just. I don't understand what they were doing half the year last year. That was just a weird, a weird team. I don't think they want Jalen Hurts running the ball as much as he did last year. Um, obviously, he, he, was, yeah. he was a great fantasy quarterback last year because of all those rushing numbers. But I mean, so I'm I'm big on Miles Sanders. I just you just never know with with this Philly team. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they are bit more volatile as well um finishing up with wide receivers uh all the tampa bay receivers are either hurt or just resting so that's another crapshoot uh mike evans soft tissue uh should be week one they all should really be week one um other than you know chris godwin who's i still think is probably right around week four uh, and then you have Russell Gage, Julio Jones, and Mike Evans, all three. Uh, well, Julio Jones is just pure rest. They just want him to learn the offense. They know his skills are there, and so he's just precautionary. The other two have some soft tissue stuff. So the Tampa Bay offense, and with Tom Brady taking a rest too, um, it's going to probably take a couple weeks, two or three weeks, for Tampa Bay's offense to get clicking. So, you know, I think they're an offense I'd stay away from in DFS for the first three weeks here. And I would, or fade them, in fact, maybe take the opposing defense. And uh, I would kind of watch out for that when you're trying to select starters for your seasonal leagues for these first couple weeks, especially week one and two, obviously. And then, you know, week three, they should be, a lot better. Uh, that's my opinion. And then Tristan Wirf, Wirf's uh, high draft pick, uh, strained oblique. So he is out for a bit. Um, you know, he'll be fine coming back. And, you know, but it, it could take like four weeks, four, six weeks for an oblique because that muscle does, you know, pretty much everything when you're upright. Like when you're not laying down flat, that muscle is activated. <laughs> pretty much all the time. So could take, you know, six-ish weeks for that thing to get back to playing shape. So they're down a huge lineman there. What, what do you got for Tampa Bay? Anything? Yeah, I, I agree. Um, just being a little weary of their offense, especially like I've seen Leonard Fournette going real high in drafts. Um, I don't think his, his production. He was right really there with matched, Kamara. He's never matched. His productions never matched the expectation really for his career. Uh, especially like Steve touched on banged up O line. Worf's probably gonna miss a couple weeks. Um, you know your your all pro lineman. They got Jensen potentially missing the whole year. Other guy I can't think of his name, but he's ACL out for the whole year. So banged up O line. Brady missing time. Uh, one thing I will say, I think Godwin is actually if obviously you're not gonna take him as you know an, an early pick as your number one or number two receiver, but if he if you're getting Godwin as your flex guy or your um or just your backup receiver, I think that's a that's a great value because uh it was a clean ACL tear. So once he gets back, you know, it's a better recovery than a situation where you got ACL, MCL or meniscus or something involved. So I think, you know, right around that nine month mark ish, he'll probably be back 
back to 100. Just the addition of Julio. Even if Julio's not, you know, actively involved, just the threat of Julio being on the field, the his ability to take the top off the defense, I think I think Godwin will just eat up underneath, you know, with Julio and uh, Mike Evans on the outside. So when Godwin's back to health, so, you know, if you, even if he misses a couple weeks, once he does get back to health, I think you have great wide receiver one value there. So I, I like that Godwin pick. Yeah. I like I like him too. Uh, I liked him last year, and it paid off for the most part until he got hurt. Uh, moving on to some of these guys, kind of making the cusp of playing. Uh, well, no, Robert Woods is going to be a starter. You know, a potential number one receiver in Tennessee. So f- finishing up with with him. Uh, Increase. We'll go quickly through these last guys here. He increased his seven on seven reps, so he's ramping up his preseason production and is probably going to be full pads i'd say you know one week after that if you're doing full seven on seven that means you're pretty much close clear for contact they don't usually take more than seven days in this phase so i would i would see him getting contact soon probably you know in rhythm with Ryan Tannehill again after a couple weeks of the season here. And then we have Joshua Palmer, who was is kind of in the clear-cut line to be the third wide receiver for the Chargers behind um, Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And he got a concussion, so, you know, he'll be out for a week, wasn't, serious he he you know walked walked off that same day uh i'd imagine he'd be right around a week and then taekwon thornton for the patriots kind of a guy in the mix was kind of impressing the team looked good in the preseason games he broke his clavicle (laughs) and he's gonna be out for about eight weeks which would be about week five week six of the season so you know, maybe put that in the little tickler file for uh, seasonal drafts because the Patriots love to spread the ball around. So, you know, when he comes back off of IR, uh, definitely look at him in in some drafts. And, and don't shy away from a late-round dart throw on him in best ball because he could be around come playoff time, like, out of nowhere because uh, no one's – he's going, you know, super late, 17th, 18th round. Uh, do you got anything for any of those guys? Yeah, Bobby Trees. I think uh, I think he's going earlier in most drafts, and I would I, I love I love Robert Woods, but I don't. That offense is going to run through Derrick Henry again, obviously. Um, you haven't really been able to count on any production from Tennessee wide receivers in in recent years. Even when AJ Brown was there, he was uh, kind of boomer bust. He had a lot of uh, well, obviously part of that was just due to injuries and hamstrings and things like that but AJ Brown would have huge weeks and then just disappear for a couple of weeks so uh the offense is definitely running through Derrick Henry so I'm not as big on on Robert I'm I'm taking him way below his ADP Palmer it is what it is he's a he's a wide receiver 3 so someone to someone to monitor but I, I don't think he's worth take he's definitely worth you know if something happens to one of the receivers Keenan Allen or Mike Williams you got to think Eckler is a Heavy, heavily involved in the receiving game. So just, he's not going to be a 
consistent enough target maybe it maybe at the last round of a of a best ball kind of league thing but i'm i'm not too you know huge on palmer and same thing with thornton i don't know what to expect from the patriots offense um especially as bad as, bad as they draft receivers who knows he might be another Nikhil harry who doesn't even get, <laughs> get looks so i'm not i mean definitely definitely a situation to monitor um, you know, if your receivers are banged up and you're getting to mid season and you and you pick up Thornton and just hope and pray he's 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 the number one guy when he comes back, but nothing yeah. I'm not I'm not I wouldn't depend on it, wouldn't reach on it. So that was the NFL injury. Recap that that took a while. That <laughs> we're almost thirty minutes into this episode, um, and so let's just get right into. Uh, let's let's do the the uh, other news. We got a few a couple quarterbacks to talk about. Uh, Deshaun Watson, he's going to stink. His final uh, this year, I should say, his final. Settlement with the NFL came to an 11-game, $5 million uh, deal or agreement, and so he can play week 13 due to the bye week. So at that time, it will be a little over two years of his last played NFL game. On top of that, he can only practice with the team, I believe, 10 days before that, you know, his first game. Roughly, and I want to say it's. I think it's four weeks before. But it, that, that's, you're, that's, you're, I think you're right. I think it's over off the top of my head. I think it's, but I think I also heard like 20 days or something. I heard like November 4th. I thought he could practice it was like the date. So I don't know what that is, which week that is, to week 13. But uh, two, four, six, eight, ten. That's like week ten, so yeah, that, that yeah, that would be right around whatever three three weeks roughly. So he can get th- reps for three weeks, but you're only allowed to be on the field for so long. So it's like for those three weeks, you still have to give Jacoby Brissett, you know, his starter reps, and then and then Deshaun can just basically play practice squad and. Uh, second string, you know, if you really want to get him all the reps possible. Uh, so he's going to be out of sync, out of rhythm with all the wide receivers and David and Joku. He's going to not have any chemistry with them because he's never played with them before. And, and yeah, and, and so he's got for fantasy wise, you have four weeks left in for, well, five if you include week 13 through week 17. That's that's five fantasy weeks you get him at. I, I mean, I don't see him doing anything special the first two weeks. So now you're you're literally stashing him away for for the playoffs, and then it's obviously gonna make or break you in, in the playoffs. I think, but um, it, all, uh, anything on that? Anything on Deshaun? I think he'll definitely be beat Rusty this year when he comes back, especially when you looked at how he looked in the preseason, the game that he did play. It's, there's kind of that, that Tiger Woods factor, too, like when Tiger came back from his scandal and couldn't hit a golf ball for a little bit, just the 
you know, all the eyes on you and the everybody knows your your dirty, deep, dark secret. So and then mm-hmm. you know dealing with the hecklers and and you know the Browns in general are gonna be they're gonna hear it from fans this year and probably for a while. So there'll definitely be a rust factor. Um, the only the only th- I definitely don't draft him unless it's like a keeper league thing. The only thing the only reason where he would have value is if like let's say your quarterback goes down mid season and and you're you're picking Deshaun up for a potential playoff run or whatever. But uh, I do have him like one league. I have him stashed. Just I'll have him next year as a as a twelfth round keeper. So I'm I'm just you know wasting a roster spot this year for for some benefit next year. But I'm I'm not gonna play him over over my quarterbacks. So there's definitely gonna be a, a rust factor when he when he does come back. Well, let, let me read the final. Um... I guess it'd be yeah the final five games for fantasy and then week eighteen at Steelers. Uh, good luck with that, uh, Deshaun. And then uh, obviously at Texans to come back at a one o'clock game at Bengals the very next week divisional game, back to back divisional games because you're home for the Ravens, and then you are home against a very good Saints defense, and then. What the interesting uh, game here, which would be championship week for fantasy, is at Commanders, uh, and who knows what the fuck that team's going to look like <laughs> by week seventeen. So it really, it really, really is fantasy wise, like all your chips on the table. If you're picking up Deshaun midseason or something, like you're basically just saving him for the championship game of of a fantasy. Uh, of a fantasy season, which is a fun, that's a fun way to, to go out, you know, um, all, all in all or nothing. Um, cause I could see him putting up four touchdowns against the commanders as you know, so whatever, that'll obviously be to be determined. I did. I'm still doing finishing up some puppy three slow drafts and I just got Deshaun in the 18th round, the very last round, no brainer, no fucking brainer last it was like the third to last pick of the draft too. It wasn't even like the early 18th round and, and Deshaun was still sitting there. It's like, uh, yeah, thank you. Take that. Um, so that that's Deshaun, and then sticking with the AFC North all the way through here, by the way, Joe Burrow's back practicing looks completely normal. Bengals going to be a good team this year, whatever. But Lamar, uh, just had some news today. Monday about it. Uh, Ravens extended a $230 million deal, which is the number Lamar was asking for, but it was not all fully guaranteed. The specifics aren't made public since, you know, the deal wasn't signed. But basically, Lamar and his mother, which are the only two people making these money decisions here, uh, said no to no to $230 million because it wasn't fully guaranteed. So pretty interesting. He said he's either going to get paid, get the new deal done before week one, or or we're waiting until the end of the season. Either way, he's making $23 million this year. And even if he gets hurt again, somebody's going to pay him uh, to play next year. So I think it's a good move on Lamar's part. Like just wait and say, I want one at all or fuck off. Someone else is obviously going to pay me. 
gar- fully guaranteed next year because they just paid Deshaun Watson that shit. So uh, smart on Lamar's part. Uh, Ravens kind of in a, in a pickle here. Uh, what about the Ravens here? Yeah, it's a it's a full stalemate, and I love every second of it. And I love the, <laughs> I love the Cleveland Browns stupidity for it because it's it's a beautiful sight to see, and it'll probably happen to the Bengals next year too. So. I mean Lamar, yeah, he's got he's gonna make a good chunk of change this year, but if he goes out there and freaking mangles his knee, you know, or even if it's not like running the ball, if he gets hit like Joe Burrow did and uh, upper body uh, or well upper well upper body, but I mean like as lo- as much as Lamar, you know, Joe Burrow can play with a bum knee and and go out and and sling oh, yeah. it, and he's accurate enough to to make an impact, and we saw that last year. Lamar just depends so on his legs. So I mean, he's he's one of the greatest athletes of all time, if not the greatest athlete in the league right now. I mean, the dude is just an absolute freak. He he can't throw the ball, and he's an All Pro quarterback. Like that's that's how good of an athlete he is. And so I mean, he Lamar would be an idiot to walk onto the field without a contract, and the Ravens would be stupid to, to give him $230 million fully guaranteed. Like, that's some that's some shit that only teams like the Browns would do. So, yeah. they're just they're stuck in a stalemate. And as a, as a Steelers fan, just as a, as an AFC North fan, it's, that's, that's an a, incredible feeling. Because, I mean, he, who knows? You might, we might start the season with uh, Tyler Hundley at the, at the helm. So, no, I definitely, think definitely. I think he'll play. I I think I don't think the deal gets done because just what you said, yeah. the, the Ravens are not going to fully guarantee that money and, and trap you, themselves. When you, when you look at when you put his resume up to up to Deshaun Watson, you know they're, oh. they're similar. When you put his resume up to Kyler Murray, it's obviously very superior. So yeah, yeah I, uh, I, I love it. I love it because I'm not going to have to. Pittsburgh's not going to have to pay a quarterback for. At least two years. years. At least, like maybe Mitch comes out and balls, but he's not gonna get. He's not gonna ball no. to the level of two hundred thirty million. So, so until so we got five years of, of Kenny Pickett before we got to worry about this. <laughs> if if Pickett does blossom into that that superstar quarterback, so so I'm uh, and then by then it'll probably level out. You know what I mean? They, they, the the yeah quarterback quarterback market will be in a will be in a in a in a bubble by then and and crash. So, who, who, <laughs> so it's it's beautiful it's beautiful as a Steelers fan especially in this era of transition um yeah I think we 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 set our Steelers have set themselves in a nice spot for um th- this financial this physical uh w- world that the NFL is living in right now before this new TV deal gets done and stuff um with the Sunday ticket deal and stuff. So, uh, and then, you know, just to finish up with Kenny Pickett looked fucking great again. And that was against the Jaguar starters to end the second quarter to end the first half, you know, a uh, big play by the defense to get the, the Steelers midfield possession with about a minute left, uh, in the, in the first half. And, you know, Kenny Pickett threw, Three nice balls uh, in a row and then threw a touchdown and that got called back um, with offsetting penalties through a nice uh, slant route to Deontay Johnson that got called back and then through. Um, uh, no, I th- no uh, Benny Snell, Benny Snell scored. Um, 
you know, I think it was a run play. It might have been a dump off pass. Yeah, it, was, it was a little, yeah, a little dump off pass. A little, a little. So yeah, I think he was four for four with a touchdown, with technically two touchdowns. Um, so yeah, and that was against ones. So that's what I was saying. Like you know, but it's, it's still tough. It's still tough to just say. People are like, "Oh, Kenny Pickett, he's going to be starting." Before you think, I'm still in the camp that like, as long as Mitch doesn't. Um, now, nah, fuck it. I'm changing my opinion. If if Mitch even starts hinting at the smell of stinking and obviously if we're not winning football games like Kenny Pickett is going in especially if if Mitch has a bad three quarters in a row Mitch has a bad first half and then you know follows it up with just another three and out or whatever like that old that Bears football that he was playing like we have something in the chamber that could be very special whereas the Bears it was Mitch Trubisky or, you know, absolutely nothing. Well, so especially, especially when you look at what the Bears invested to get him trading, I think, yeah. I think three first rounders to move up to two to get him. So they were definitely more invested in the Trubisky. But I still think I think Trubisky's looked fantastic. I'm I'm all in on it. He's he's looked better than expected. Pickett also has looked better than expected. Um I, I take it with a with a great I mean it's definitely awesome for, for the future. Um it's like I, I I wasn't that big on Kenny Pickett coming in, um, so no. I, I was I wasn't happy with the with the draft pick. I thought there was, you know, I'm 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 throwing all my eggs in the Trubisky basket, and they, I think there was more that they could have addressed. Or and especially you look at the other quarterbacks that dropped to the third round, could have got Willis or Corral or somebody late. But but we're rolling with Pickett. We're gonna. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm gonna trust the process. He definitely has looked better than expected, which is very reassuring. But I got some. So Trubisky through the pre, I mean, one Pickett has not ha, he he hasn't played in the first quarter, so he's not going against nearly full, even if there are still starters out there, it's not near a first team defense. Um, but Trubisky, his, he hasn't his, thrown that nine ball yet down down the sideline. Like I haven't seen him throw yeah. one of those. He's basically thrown the same pass every single time, but in both games. It's been it's been a lot of dump offs. Um, I mean, obviously, I'm like, but the, but the, they're moving the ball. He's he's yeah. completing eighty percent of his passes, you know. But he's Pickett's average air yards per target has been five point five yards compared to Trubisky's fourteen point oh. So Trubisky's, although his his quote unquote rating or numbers look look a little bit worse. Um, He's he's airing it out. They're both looking great, looking like young Ben, kind of out there dodging sacks, running around. Like the the pass Trubisky had to Deontay Johnson, just hits him right in the hands and and almost gets picked. But like Deontay's got to catch that. That's a fantastic play by Trubisky. You know the Deontay drop stalls the drive. I mean Trubisky, in my opinion, I was high on Trubisky coming in, and I, I think he's he's even yeah. surpassed that expectation. So I don't think I, I think Trubisky would have to absolutely just tank this year for it to for Pickett to pick it to come in or and Steelers still have well not to outside cut you of, off outside of Trubisky completely bombing or an injury I, I don't see Pickett being the starter at, at any point this year yeah I agree uh Steelers still have 10 million dollars to spend too like they they do need to go out and try to uh, uh Kendrick up, Green up the line though yeah I, can't, I was just gonna say Jace get steal JC Treader 
just to piss off some Browns fans and beef up the line, that would be amazing. That sounds like the that sounds like Christmas morning. Yeah, and, and you know, I bet I bet you the Steelers' way of thinking is let's save that money in case we have someone go down that we need to replace. Um, midseason, and you know, have to have to trade. Uh. To replenish, but uh, I just there's there's a big gaping hole on at left guard right now on our offensive line, and uh, we are also light at uh, cornerback and and defensive line. You can always use defensive linemen, although this time of year, you know th- that's the thing too. Uh, defensive linemen, you can get a couple a couple more bodies in there for cheap, way less than the ten mil, and then still have you know six five to six mil for one of these better linemen that are out there, but yeah, O-line, O-line, D-line definitely need, could could use bolstered a little bit just for some depth, especially what happened last year with the D-line. Joe Hayden's still out there unsigned too. Don't forget about that. Um, yeah. You know, keep, keep Sutton in the slot. If anything, if anything happens to Levi Wallace or uh, Witherspoon on the outside, Joe Hayden, just a fantastic insurance policy there. And he wanted to stay. So, he wanted to stay. I'm wondering if the the Steelers said something like, you know, we don't see you being a starter. If if you come back, it's uh, you're gonna play a backup role until there's an injury. Maybe they felt like that, and, and Joe Hayden disagrees. And yeah, yeah. I mean, he did, he 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 originally what was coming out was that Joe Hayden just wanted a, wanted more than a one year deal. He was looking for two or more. Um, which obviously, you know, with his age, I don't blame the Steelers there. I would definitely love to have him back on a one-year or even a two-year deal. But uh, with him, I mean, it's been silent. It's been crickets. So I'm sure he's not getting a long-term deal anywhere. Um, right. Definitely would love love Joe Hayden. Yeah. Uh, well, I think that covers the news. And then we can finish up with a couple segments. Um, draw the week. We both had uh, some L's. These are tough. They're tough to find. Tough to find some draws out there, people. Uh, I I do keep suggesting uh, if anyone out there wants to actually lay some coins down on the draws of the week, uh, do first half and the full game. Uh, that's how I broke even on uh, Crystal Palace and Ashton Villa. Uh, Crystal Palace blew the game op- wide open, you know, in like the 60th minute and scored, scored, uh, you know, took over the game after that. But this week, I, li- I like this one. Uh, both teams are in the top of the table for EPL, and neither of them really belong there. It is Brighton versus Leeds United. Uh, they both have a draw already. And uh, why not? Why not draw again? Uh, both teams here, pretty similar from what I've gathered. Uh, what else needs to be said? What, who do you have? Leeds United, baby. I'm not. I, I do like that pick, but I, I'm pulling for Leeds, aka America East, to get the uh, to get that <laughs> W. Love how I mean they spanked Chelsea, and Aronson looked incredible. That was that was fun to watch. Um, Big things, big things in store for the for the USMNT. But I, I'm not even going to pretend to know what's going on in the EPL. 
like Man U just getting spanked by Brighton and and uh, uh, Brentford, who they've hadn't lost to since 1938, and then they, and then they come out and freaking beat Liverpool. Like I don't know what's going on with the EPL, so I'm going I'm going back to the MLS. We got the uh, round two of the Hell Is Real rivalry: Columbus and Cincinnati. Uh, mm. Columbus Columbus hates winning this year, but they also hate losing. And they just love getting these draws. So I'm I'm picking Columbus for what is I their I believe will be their twelfth draw. I love this love this draw at Cincy. Um I think both teams would kind of be content with a draw here. Um always a hard fought rivalry. So both say, Saturday games. Yes, sir. So Columbus, Cincinnati, that sounds that just feels like a draw. <laughs> uh Charlotte is playing Toronto and Charlotte just lost, the last time they played Toronto they lost four nothing and you know this says Charlotte has a forty three percent chance to win that makes no sense I guess it's in Charlotte Charlotte's a lot better at home but Toronto just got those Italian guys so you know I think they're kind of rolling right now oh yeah uh, Toronto, Toronto's gonna climb up from the bottom of the table might might make it. That this, this is, is a game play. they it's, have to do it. It's tight. If this the it's MLS is kind of fun to watch as the season kind of gets down to it because the playoff race gets real tight, especially in the in the East right now. I have a well, shoot, even preseason. Yeah, uh, I have a preseason future on New York City to win uh, the cup. Lift the cup, eight to one. I have a hard time seeing anybody. Beating LAFC right now, even well, they did yeah. just lose the freaking San Jose. But man, there's some talent on that team. I just well, but it, something else, but uh, not pod worthy. So what? I, uh, where do we go from here, Danny? We got. I don't. I don't think we have much of a LGBTQIA plus player of the week segment. Just, just Carl Nassib just working real hard in practice. I'm sure. Uh, trying to get that roster spot, which I think he will. But but stay tuned. LGBTQIA plus practice performer of the week, probably Carl Nassib. i got to give it to him. Uh, Google News, first article. Carl Nassib met the media, and, the, and most of the questions were about football not being gay. Ray for that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Nassib being gay is still news at some level, and his signing by Tampa last week was covered because he was a free agent and there was still a lingering question as to whether his sexual orientation was a reason he was unsigned. Um, yeah, people are doing a lot worse shit in Tampa Bay than being with the same sex. Uh, that place is just a shithole, or I shouldn't say a shithole, but... Um, a sin dumpster. <laughs> no judgment passed in, in the state of Florida at large, but definitely not in Tampa Bay. I think that's it. I think I think we did it. That was right around we're we're right at like fifty minutes here, so hooray for us. Another episode in the books. I'll uh I'll chop this one up best i can uh since jimmy you know new house jimmy new homeowner jimmy uh too good 
for us. We'll see if he. We'll see if he's around uh, when the season starts. We should put odds on that, and I can guarantee you he's not listening to this. Uh, so you know, Jimmy, you can message us if you if you hear this. Uh, I say his odds to be with us week one is plus three fifty. Ooh, I was gonna say plus two hundred. You're ooh, you're you're really you're really counting it out. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, well, he should be settled in by the time, you know, in three weeks, he's already, they're already like initially moved into the new house. So, you know, I, I think it, it does take you about a month to like screw your head back on. Right. It it was like a whirlwind for me. Uh, so I get it. I get it. So that's why I'm, you know, stepping up and, and doing the editing here, uh, best I can. So yeah, but fuck you, Jimmy. I'd love to help out, but I'm so bad at technology. I don't even know how to make a TikTok. I'll try to figure out. Uh, that's my homework. I'll try to figure out TikTok. Get our get our. TikTok well, what going. we need to do. I'll cut. I'll cut all of it. Well, wait. Uh, fuck it. Uh, I gotta end. It. Just stay, yeah. So tell us to stay healthy. And then stay, we'll yeah. Close off. Yeah. Stay healthy, everybody. All right. See you next week. We'll do our we'll do our gambling preview. Uh, let's do that next week. Let's plan on that. Um, so today's Monday. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll have a gambling preview before Labor Day weekend for sure. <laughs> uh, so remember, stay healthy, America.